everyone. everyone. Welcome back to the Corporate Catholic Podcast. I'm Claire. And I'm Allison. And this week we are diving all into Allison and her background and her journey into consulting. If you missed it, last week we did the same for me. And Allison and I are recording this like a week or so later and we both were talking about it. We have no idea what I said. We could we couldn't remember <laughs> yeah. a thing from my episode. Um, so we're gonna have to go re-listen to it. So if you also forget or you didn't listen to it the first time, go back and listen to it. But this week we're getting to know Allison. So yeah, we just wanted to kind of dive into our stories and our backgrounds so you all can get to know each other better. And honestly, we don't even know most of these things about each other because we only met in Chicago. So we're kind of talking all like post Chicago or yeah, pre Chicago stuff. Less than a year that we've known each other. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's lots of parts of our lives that there's twenty plus years to unpack. Yeah, that we weren't friends. Yeah, and even some of this stuff, like, as I was thinking about things that I wanted to talk about today, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot that this even happened in my own life, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy how thinking about all these things and how they all tie together and how they all, like, served their own purpose, it's just, it's so cool to see how everything comes together, you know? Because God's really working on your life even when you don't know it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even looking back at some of these things, I'm like wow, I remember being so frustrated in the moment or just not understanding why this was happening. And and now looking back now, I'm like, okay, it makes sense, you yeah. know? And something that I've noticed too is I feel like me as a child, like that was my purest and best self. Not that I'm like a bad person now, but like those were my core interests and like really innate to who I was. Mm-hmm. And then those things are like still flourishing now or if I'm not doing those things enough now I'm like wait I need to turn back to my inner child because like that was when I was just so blissfully alive alive and, yeah. yeah no that's so true so I'm excited to hear about you oh I know childhood so know. should we dive right in let's do it Okay, so tell me about small Allison you know what was <laughs> she up to in the the great 2000s? Yeah, so I had a really fun childhood. I absolutely had a blast, you know, growing up. Came from a very creative upbringing. My mom is just probably the most creative person I know. She always has an idea for something. She always loves to brainstorm. And, you know, as a child, she would never let me be bored. You know, like anytime I would come to her and and I'd be like, I'm bored, I don't know what to do. She'd be like, well like come up with something or think of something or you know like she would help me come up with fun little projects and crafts and like different things to do and so from a very young age I was just kind of instilled with that mindset of always trying to think of new ideas and fun things to do and stuff like that um and then kind of going along with that my best friend growing up she lived across the street a little bit down the street but um you know, really close to where I lived, and we used to hang out all the time, Um, especially during the summers when we didn't have school or anything, and we would just do the craziest projects. Like, (laughs) every day, we'd be like, well, so, like, what are we going to do today? And then we would just think about things to do, and, like, 
a couple just like off the top of my head that <laughs> um, we did over the course of our childhood. Um, so we were both really into Taylor Swift. And so um, this was around the time that her Love Story music video had come out. And so, what so is that, like sixth grade? Yeah, it must have been around then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we just decided one day that we were going to like film or like recreate that music video. <laughs> and um, my friend's mom was like really into sewing and stuff. So we literally recreated the dress that she was wearing in the music video with the corset and everything in the back. I don't know if you can picture what the like, dress looks like. At the dance? Um, Oh, no, sorry. Love I'm sorry. The one okay. where she's yeah, on, like, yeah, the yes. balcony and, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The Wait, long, like flowy a dress. That's yeah. so intricate. It's an intricate dress. And we made it out of, like, sheets and, like, <laughs> sheets and, like, a corset and all this other stuff. Where and did you find a corset that fit, like, a 12-year-old? We made it. We, like, cut holes in, like, things and, like, used a string to, like, you oh know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then we had a video camera and we literally like staged everything and recorded the music video. So like we were just always doing random stuff like that. And we went through different phases too, where one of our phases was making jewelry. So we got really into that. We would go to Michael's and buy beads and literally spend all afternoon there just admiring the beads and just like buying stuff. I feel like so many kids had like a Michael's or Joanne's phase Mm -hmm. where they just like were obsessed with that store and always like cutting coupons. You had to go with a coupon. Oh yeah, I'd never bought anything there without Without one. I mean, otherwise you're just like, there's always a 40% off coupon. (laughs) I don't know what it was about those, but like there was always one. As a child, I was like on the list. Like they sent me my own stack of coupons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm still nostalgic every time I go in that store because I just, yeah, it, like, brings me back to that point in my life. Um, But, yeah, so one of our projects that we did was we made these specific types of bracelets using magnet beads. I don't know if anyone has seen these before, but it's basically, like, a really long strand. I know exactly what you're talking about. You use a magnet bead, you put, like, a couple other beads, you put another magnet bead, and then you repeat that the entire length of the string or whatever. And then once you're done with that, you can wrap it around and then it becomes a bracelet. You can make it a necklace. You can, you know, really do whatever you want with it. And so we got really into making those. And I want to say we made probably like 30 or 40 one summer. And so then we decided to sell them at our neighborhood garage sale and start like a little bracelet business. Mm -hmm. And so I'd say that was kind of like my first memory of like being a businesswoman in the sense like in the sense of like how old were you oh gosh um it's a good question probably like 10 11 12 maybe in that range um definitely very young but I mean we like made little business cards online like we you know we were old enough to like do things but still like pretty young to be you know doing something like that and so yeah we did that one summer and made like a decent amount of money for you know being as old as we were and um I just remember it was so much fun like I loved it the whole experience of starting from scratch building up an inventory and then you know 
selling like the feeling I remember distinctly the feeling of once we sold a bracelet it was like Mm -hmm. the best feeling ever that like someone wanted it enough to buy it you know Mm -hmm. um so so yeah and so those were like some of the big creative influences my grandma was also very creative um she was very into sewing and would sew me these really elaborate dresses growing up like when I was young young she Mm -hmm. um had all these different dresses for me of all these like fun patterns I remember this like watermelon print one that was like my favorite and she would make little matching purses and like little bows and stuff like that so so yeah um but then on the flip side my dad is a very analytical person and so you know looking back now like I have always been the kind of person that's both creative and analytical like I've never Mm -hmm. felt like I fit in one bucket or the other and as I got older I started to realize that the world kind of tells you you can be one or the other you know they're not really Mm -hmm. like you can be both it's like oh you're either a creative person who's super into you know music and arts and like all that stuff or or you're not you're a more technical like analytical person Mm -hmm. and so I always remember being like yeah I don't really fit in one or the other I'm a little bit of both yeah and so I think I spent like a lot of high school and stuff like trying to figure out okay like what career path caters to both of those you know Mm -hmm. Um, because it seemed like a lot of things that I looked at were one or the other, you know? Um, and then, but yeah, so my dad, he, he was an accountant or is an accountant. Um, so I would say a little, I got a little bit of business influence from him in the sense that like, he taught me how to budget. He taught me how to, you know, manage my money and not spend it all. And he taught me how to balance my checkbook, which... I don't even think people do anymore, but, like, (laughs) (laughs) he made sure I know how to do that and, and all of that. So, so, yeah, it's interesting looking back on it now, and I'm, like, wow, my parents were, like, one of each. Like, my mom was the creative, my dad was the analytical, and it seems like I kind of took a little bit from both, and Mm -hmm. that's what kind of, like, made me who I am. Yeah. So. No, I love that. Oh, and then, yeah, growing up, my mom always had the show Shark Tank on. Oh, my favorite. Who's your favorite shark? Oh, gosh. Come on. Why am I blanking on his name? Which one? Um, He's the one that always sat on the right. Robert? Robert, yeah. Uh, he was on Dancing with the Stars, and then he, like, literally found the love of his life on Dancing with the Stars. Really? That was, like, one of my favorite, tra- like, honestly, one of my Aww. favorite, like, shows as a kid, watching Dancing with the Stars, and that was so cute. I'm in love. I love that. He was just always so nice. And yeah. he would always stand up for people whenever, who was it, Kevin? Was he yeah. the one? Yeah. Um, whenever Kevin Mr. was Mr. Like, Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful was being mean <laughs> to people. Robert would always, like, stand up for them. And I don't know. He was just. I like Lori, too. Yeah, I liked Lori, too. Yeah. She was also really good. Lori and Robert, I think, are my favorite. Yeah. Agreed. But, yeah, I just always remember my mom being like, oh, like, what do you think of this idea? Or, like, how could you make it better? Or, you know, anytime I would come up with an idea, she was like, you should pitch it on Shark Tank. (laughs) Like, I don't know. She just always was encouraging me, you know, to 
to think that way. And, um, so yeah. Um, so that was my childhood in a nutshell. (laughs) Um, and then in high school, I would say, I don't even know, like high school, I was so involved. Like I, looking back now, I'm like, I was probably involved in too much. Mm -hmm. I, so I did sports and that was very driven by my dad. Um, he like really pushed me to excel in sports. So I played basketball and volleyball. Basketball I did all four years and then volleyball I just did through my sophomore year. Um, and for anyone who's played high school sports, you know that it's a commitment. Like it literally takes over your life. Um, you have like practice every day and then like games on the weekends and it's just, it's a lot. And then I also got really involved with my school's newspaper and we also like the newspaper department or whatever journalism department also had this magazine that they did. Um, that was a little bit more artistic and, um, more graphic design focused and there were more like feature type articles and things like that. Um, well, so, so I, like, was it printed and like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And was it like every week or no, we did it one every, or we did four a year. So like quarterly, yeah, like quarterly basically. So yeah, I would write for the newspaper and then I would also do, um, these articles for this magazine and that's kind of where I learned, um, like Photoshop and Adobe InDesign, and that's kind of where I got my background in graphic design, which is still something like I enjoy and I like a lot. And yeah, newspaper was kind of where, you know, I fell in love with writing and just seeking out stories and just, yeah, I would write features about like things to do in Omaha where I grew up and Mm -hmm. just was given a lot of creative freedom to write about what I wanted and also like learn about people's stories and things like that. What were your favorite subjects in like in grade school versus high school? Were they always the same? Um, I would say grade school. I really liked English, um, slash reading because that was like a whole class that we had. Mm -hmm. Um, and then honestly, that was probably, I think I liked English a little bit less in high school, just because I never liked the fact that we were given specific books we had to read, and, like, anytime I was forced to read anything, then (laughs) it made me like it less. (laughs) What about all the books I forced you to read? (laughs) (laughs) But those are different. You're not forcing, you're recommending them, you know? It's different, because then I can decide for myself, like, oh, based on your recommendations, like, do I want to actually read this or not? Um, but I mean, yeah, I liked English still in high school, but I also really liked math, which Mm -hmm. was interesting, but I think it's because I had a really good math teacher and I think teachers just make the world of a difference when it comes to what subjects you like versus not like. And so, yeah, but I think it's interesting because I remembered something you talked about in your episode now because you were talking about how you had all kinds of business classes at your high school Mm. and like my high school had a couple business classes I want to say we had 
accounting and um, maybe like an economics and maybe like one or two other business yeah. classes, but that was it. Um, and I never took a business class in high school at all. And we also had a business club, the Future Business Leaders of America, yeah. which I think you said you had at your school too, right? Yeah, we had like a business club and then like a National Business Honor Society thing too. Okay. So we like two separate things. Yeah. So, but yeah, I never, like, was even interested in that in high school because I was so in the journalism world and I genuinely thought that I was going to go to college for journalism. Like, that was my intention. I thought I was going to major in journalism. And I don't know, something just happened, I want to say junior, senior year of high school, where... I just got really burnt out of it because, I mean, anyone who's been in journalism or been in that space before, like, it is brutal. Like, you're up against deadlines all the time. <laughs> you're, and... like, talking about, like, your high school paper and you're, like, brutal deadline. No, it was because, because <laughs> literally the only time that I would have time to write would be super early in the morning, like, before yeah. school even started. Or super late at night when I got home from practice Mm -hmm. or and then I also had homework and stuff too so like it's not that it was like I was up late because I was writing a paper the entire day but like that's the only time I had to do it you know Mm -hmm. so there were several nights where I was camped out in our little journalism room at my high school like I'd come from practice and I'd just sit in there and and write or do the design stuff. At, like, 10 at yeah. night? Yeah. Well, you were allowed to be in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because the design software that I needed, like, the Adobe Photoshop and InDesign, I didn't have at home. So yeah. I had to be at school in order to do that, you know? Um, And it just got to be a lot after a while. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. you know? Because um, I thought about, like just that being my life the hours suck you're having to like work on holidays and just all this other stuff that I started to think about and I was like I don't think that that's well there's not a lot of room for like like writer's block because yeah you just have to keep going well and that's the other thing that was really stressful about it is every week you had to come with you know a couple different ideas for articles and then editor would like tell you which one to do and um and so there were weeks where I was like I literally just don't know what to write about but I have Mm -hmm. to come up with something and so yeah it was it was definitely I'm really glad I was involved in that and had that experience because if I wouldn't have been so involved in that and just went into that in college as like a major then Mm -hmm. I don't know I would have figured it out later instead of like sooner so this is like interesting hearing you versus me because now I'm kind of remembering what we talked about on mine (laughs) and I'm feeling like we're both very creative and analytical I would say both but I grew up focused on analytical stuff and then found like rediscovered my creativity later interesting and I think that you were raised more on creativity Mm -hmm. and then like kind of rediscovered your analytical side 
think like I discovered my creativity in college and I kind of know what you already majored in and stuff so I know that you kind of like rediscovered analytical mm-hmm. stuff and well don't in give away the ending yet. okay sorry <laughs> but I'm just like whoa this is interesting wow oh my gosh that's so interesting so yeah and then you know this was so then I was like okay I know I don't want to do journalism this was around the time that I was looking at colleges and I was like okay yeah where'd you look yeah so I I knew I Nebraska wanted to girl. go. You didn't even say you were from Nebraska. I mean, if you would listen. Yeah, I said I was from Omaha. Really? Yeah. Are you even listening? <laughs> to what I'm saying? Um, yeah, well, I mean, we've said that in previous episodes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. And the way it was at my high school was that a lot of people ended up going to the state school, which is University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I want to say probably... 75 to 80 percent are you kidding people went there i mean maybe that's exaggerating but that are you are you serious i um that i don't know now you're lot. making me question but yeah it was a lot you know like it was there were definitely a handful of people that went to other state schools like i know there was a handful of people that went to ku and you know just some some other schools but i was the only one and one other girl that went to Loyola in Chicago. Yeah, but I would say when I started looking at colleges, it was more so I was looking at cities. (laughs) Because I knew growing up in Omaha um, that I wanted to go somewhere bigger. And I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, where did this itch to like be in a city come from? Because I don't know. You know, Like, my parents and my family, like, the rest of my family, they're all very much homebodies, and they like to be at home. They all still live in Omaha, Mm -hmm. you know? So, it's like, I've always been the one that's wanted to travel, that's wanted to, like, get out and do other stuff. So, I was just like, hmm, I wonder where that came from. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Maybe, like, the journalism vibe of, like, traveling. I don't know. I feel like journalists are, like... They're very, uh, you know, they're in, like, all the TV shows and movies, I feel like, growing up. It's true. And they're always, like, traveling and doing things. I don't, I was, like, so scared to go to college that, like, a big city would have, like, actually freaked me out. I thought I was going to go to college and, like, die. I don't know what. Interesting. I was, like, nervous. I've always, like, well, I guess, yeah, going from high school to college, I was, like, it's going to be so weird. I don't know. I just was really weird about it kind of maybe you just weren't ready yet because now you like you didn't feel that way when you moved to the city no did you not really I I feel like I'm more like sure of who I am now so it's like whatever happens it's gonna be fine Mm-hmm. but I think I was nervous about like losing myself but I didn't even like know what I who I was really Mm-hmm. you know what I mean Interesting. I thought for some reason that I would just, like, crumble to whatever, like, people... Like, whatever college was, I was just gonna, like, evaporate into that. But I didn't give myself any credit, because that's not who I am. I wasn't gonna do that. Yeah. But, yeah. Hmm. But I'm, like, impressed that you were, like, I want to move to a big city where I know no one. Like, I was, like, oh, no thanks. Well, because the logical part of me was, like, moving to a big city would be really overwhelming if you did it after college. 
but in college, I mean, college is so, like, it's such a great way to meet people, you know, because yeah. you have classes with people, you live with people, it's just a natural way to start fresh, and mm-hmm. so I was like, might as well start fresh in a new city, and So you, like, did want to start fresh, because I'm sure people who, like, loved high school were, like, not like you didn't love high school, but, like, some people were, like, these are my people, like, I mm-hmm. want to stay with them and, like, stay in Nebraska, but you didn't feel that way. I, I mean, I loved high school, but I also knew that I, like, wanted to start fresh, too. Like, I was still gonna... You were made for more. Yeah, like, I mean, I still kept in touch with my close group of friends, but also my close group of friends, we didn't all end up going to the same colleges. Yeah. So I think it would have been a different story if all of them had gone to one school and I was the only one that didn't. I probably would have felt a little differently, but... I was like, we're all kind of going different places anyway, so yeah. it we were all kind of like starting fresh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I looked at Chicago because Chicago's the biggest city that's closest to Nebraska, and I handpicked a couple of schools that Wait, like really. So you like looked... picked out Chicago yeah. specifically, mm-hmm. and then you only looked at schools here. Well, I mean, I looked at other schools, but. My parents, well, we ended up planning some college visits, and we were like, if we're going to go to Chicago, we might as well just visit a ton of different schools there. So we ended up visiting UChicago, we visited Northwestern, Loyola, and then we also drove up to Marquette, which is, you know, in Milwaukee, but pretty close to Chicago. So yeah, those were the four that I toured outside of, like, the Nebraska schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I had applied to a couple other places, but didn't tour anywhere else. But I just, I loved Loyola's campus. Like, I remember touring there, and I was just like, wow, I could see myself here, you know? Yeah. And that's how I think you just know, is it's just more of a feeling. Um and they had a really good business program, and um, their business school was actually downtown, which I thought was the coolest thing ever, <laughs> which I know some people were like, that sounds awful. You can't just roll out of bed and go to class, because the main campus is, you know, yeah, not downtown, so you'd have to commute, but I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, like getting to go to class in the city feel like a little working professional, like, going to class, and, um, (laughs) we are so different, I was thinking the other way, I was, like, the logistics, (laughs) like, I am such a logistics gal, and I'm, like, that sounds like a nightmare, but you were loving it, (laughs) oh, no, I was totally there for it, um, so, so, yeah, and then somehow I just had decided I wanted to do business, because I had already told myself, I was, like, all right, I don't really want to do journalism, yeah. So then I was like, what else is there to do? And business was broad enough where I feel like I could have seen myself doing it, but there were lots of different majors that I was like, okay, I have time to figure out what specifically I want to do. And so I just decided I was going to do that. But, I mean, I didn't have to commit to a major or anything. Yeah. So it wasn't really that big of a deal, but... I was kind of like, all right. But then before I ever got to Loyola, 
um, there was a very pivotal moment oh. in my life and in my business career. Star story. Um, <laughs> and that was this program that I did right after I graduated from high school. So it was the summer after I graduated. And it came about the most random way. Like, I literally saw a flyer in my high school. A flyer? A flyer, yeah. Just sitting there. And I remember looking at it, and I was like, this looks interesting. It was like, join this, like, business program. You'll start a t-shirt business in four weeks. Like, it'll be at Gallup, and which is this company in Omaha. But it's like a much bigger company. Like, you've heard of Gallup before, yeah, right? Yeah, like, they, they, they do all, like, the stats and stuff. Yeah. Like, they Gallup, like, marketing stats and mm-hmm. all of that thing. Yeah, they're known for, like, their polls. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and all of that. And so I was like, hmm. And it was, like, a four-week internship or whatever for high school students. And... Wait, just four of you? No, like, it was oh, four, four high school students. Oh, Yeah. Might be. And so I was like, okay... But my mom was kind of skeptical. She was like, what is this thing? Like, this seems kind of, like, sketchy. And Did you get paid for it? Um, it was a stipend, so it wasn't, like, an hourly thing, but we did get a lump sum at the end. So. So, yes. So, yeah. It was yeah. paid, but not, like, I mean, when you translate it down to, like, the hour by hour, it, like, wasn't really much, but it was more for the experience. Mm-hmm. Um. And so she's like, okay, I don't know about this. Like, this seems kind of fishy. But I was like, it was literally at my high school. They wouldn't be putting stuff yeah. out there that wasn't legit. That wasn't good. <laughs> so I applied for it, got in, and it ended up being just such an amazing summer. Like, the schedule was very much a normal job. Like, I would get up, I would get there at you know, 8 or 9 a.m. and mm-hmm. go till, you know, 4 or 5. Um, but it was so cool because, so Gallup, if anyone's ever heard of the StrengthsFinder test. Yeah. Have you heard of that? Okay. Yeah, I've taken it. Before. So Gallup came up with that test. And mm. as part of the internship, they're like, okay, we want you to take this test before you start. And so, I mean, this test cost money it's you know like companies pay for it and and all this stuff so I was like oh this is kind of cool like we get to do this they're paying for it like all this stuff and so we took it figured out my five strengths and then a lot of the program was learning out about or learning about like what your strengths were and why you act the way you do and um just like it was more about focusing on your strengths and less about like trying to improve your weaknesses, if that makes yeah. sense. Because I think a lot of times people are like, oh, well, you're really weak in this area. You should work really hard to like get better at that, which is true to a certain extent. Like we all have yeah. things that we can improve on. But the whole point of it was like you need to identify what you're already really good at because that's where you can really excel. That's so true. Yeah. So that was kind of like a big part of the program. And then as part of that, we also learned about entrepreneurship and just like thinking like an entrepreneur. We had to all create this t-shirt business and um, 
it was me and I think there were like 15 other people from schools around the city. So I didn't know anyone from my school. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so we came up with the design for the t-shirt. We had to work with the vendor. We had a website that we put the t-shirts on and then the whole program ended with this big event at the end where we sold the t-shirts in person. It was just such a cool experience and that was like I distinctly remember that summer like I literally was sad when it came to Friday and I was like it's the weekend like I want to go to work tomorrow (laughs) you know like I enjoyed it so much that I was like this is what it should feel like yeah going to work every day and genuinely wanting to be around the people that you work with and just I felt so energized by the people there and what I was doing and I felt like I was finally starting to understand who I was based on what my strengths were so yeah my five strengths if anyone is curious are achiever focus futuristic input and responsibility okay so I know those probably don't mean a lot like just yeah. Talking but, like, what does that them, mean but... to you, I guess, of, like, what do you focus on now that you know your strengths? Do you know what I mean? Like, in a more day-to-day kind of sense. So, like, for example, Achiever. I mean, that one personally makes a lot of sense for me because I'm very goal-oriented and driven. And there always has to be something that I'm working towards. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can't just be existing. Yeah. There's got to be... I agree. <laughs> Why is that funny? That's just so me. I just, like, agree. Okay, keep yeah. going. <laughs> so, I mean, that part, like, really makes sense to me. and But also focus. I am not the kind of person that can, like, multitask and do a bunch of things at once. I need to be very focused in on one thing at one time yeah do you listen to music at work no okay I don't either yeah which I can't I I can't I can't can't listen to like a podcast and like do something I can like if I have to like use my brain Mm -hmm. then like I can't listen to anything else yeah if I'm just doing something mindless yeah I can listen to music but if I have to write an email or, yeah, you know, no. things Something with words. Something. If it has words yeah. in it, I can't also listen to words. Yeah, I'm the same way. So, yeah, I would encourage anyone, I don't know, if you're interested, like, look up the StrengthsFinder test. Just, like, well, maybe okay. take it. Don't well, okay. honestly, they might have a student discount. Like, if anyone's, like, in college or maybe it's like not that much. I find the descriptions online. Yeah. And, like, that's true. figure it out for yourself. That's true. Although, yeah. Or maybe we can do a whole episode about that. And I, like, I have. I took it freshman year of college, and I would be shocked if mine were the same. Really? Yeah. Because they told us that you're supposed to have the same ones I could find it because I think I put it on, like, one of my resumes at some time. So I could find, like, a, I, cause I don't remember what they are. But I could find, like, a past resume and see if I could find it. But mm. I don't know. One of mine was definitely, like, something Achiever vibes. And then I had another one that was about, like, faith or something. It was 
it was like spiritual or something like that was one of mine mm. too and I don't remember the others I just remember the one that um woo I didn't have that one but I just would like <laughs> we oh, would go around the room and she yes. would be like woo <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one, one. of my strengths is woo <laughs> Well, I actually have, they gave us a deck with, I think there's 34 total, and the deck has all 34 strengths and descriptions and everything. We'd probably get, like, copyrighted for, (laughs) if we did that on the Well, I'm not saying we'd read them all and stuff, but, like, it could be kind of fun to just, like, talk about, like, you could pick out which ones you think that, you know, you are and stuff, but anyway, so... That was where I first was like, oh my gosh, I would love to start a business one day. Like, I want to be in business. That was your first entrepreneurial itch. Yes, (laughs) for sure. And so then, this was right before I was going to move to Chicago for college. So, I had that under my belt. I was like, I feel good about going to the city. I feel good about studying business. Like, I just felt like in a good spot. And I felt like things were aligning. But at the same time, <laughs> I was also confused because I was like, all right, um, business is pretty broad. I don't know what exactly to do. Yeah. And so I was in this business honors program at Loyola, which was such a good experience because it made the business school feel a lot smaller um, because there was only... 40 of us in this program Mm -hmm. so we all got really close we took classes together and then we had these seminars so we had weekly seminars where basically either like an alumni would come in or just some other business person would come and talk to us which I think was one of the biggest advantages of going to school in the city because these people would literally come from work you know yeah yeah they would just pop by and give their talk and um so we got to hear some really cool people speak from variety of companies variety of industries all of that all like middle age or were there some younger um I would say they were probably all in their 40s or 50s like they were pretty far into their careers to the point where they were successful and yeah, I would say they were all yeah. older. It wasn't, like, people right out of college or, yeah, you know. That's one of my things with, like, business school speakers and stuff, though, is that I feel like they always get older people, which I agree is super inspiring. But, like, I can't trace that back to something that I can do now. Well, and especially thinking about, I mean, we just started our careers a year ago. And I'm yeah. like, I can't even remember, like, thinking back to when we first started even it's like not as real as it was in the moment you know and for them yeah. to have to look back and be like it's like what, what advice, was I like yeah. when I was in college what mm. advice would you give a 19 year old right now and yeah like, and they're oh, like 50 what? they're like <laughs> I don't know that's like yeah they like can't remember I mean they'll just be like be curious and you're yeah. like well thank you that's never helpful. heard that one before <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but I don't know. That's just my two cents on that. No, I, I completely Because I remember hearing all these speakers in business school, and they were like, 
I got like 12 awards last year and like now our business is like making over a billion dollars and I was like I can't even like comprehend what a billion dollars is like how would I ever how can I ever like get there Mm -hmm. I don't know it's just interesting yeah no I I totally agree and but it was just cool to hear different types of careers. I think that was probably my biggest takeaway from it. And there were a couple people that really stood out to me. Like they would come and talk and I was like, wow, I am really interested in their career. And a lot of them would always like at the end, they'd always be like, well, if you like want to learn more or whatever, like reach out and like we can set up a chat or whatever. And, and so most of the time I wouldn't do that, but there were a couple people that I was just like, I was like, I need to talk to them. I wow, need good to, for you. to hear more about their career and like what they're doing. And um, one of those people was this guy who worked at this company. And I'm not sure if it's still around anymore, but it was kind of like a new up and coming, like smaller company. And basically they did, they used design thinking to come up with um, like, new ideas for different products and services and how to like bring those to market basically mm-hmm. and were they consulting i think it must have like creative consulting creative consulting yeah that's from like what i remember that's exactly what it was and i had never heard of anything like that and i was like okay i really want to talk to him and so we like set up a time to meet and I he like invited me to their offices. So I got to go to the offices and it was just such a cool experience cuz he like showed me around the office and sat down and talked to me for like I don't know, probably like half an hour. Yeah. And then he really taught me about design thinking and that was the first time I'd really ever heard that phrase or even had heard of that I remember just being like what is design thinking like this is never heard about this in school like why aren't they teaching this what grade were you this was either freshman or I think it was freshman year yeah I think it was freshman year and he was like and he could tell I was really interested in it and he was like He's like, you know what, like, I, there's a couple of books that, um, we give to everyone who starts at the company to, like, learn about what design thinking is and everything, and so he literally gave me these books. I love that. And... This is, like, this guy is really a great person. Yeah. Like, I'm really impressed with his mentorship. Yeah. And so he literally gave me these books, and these books are still some of my all-time favorites. So one of them was Creative Confidence which is an amazing book. Mm-hmm. I, read it. I made Claire read it. And um, the other one was called Change by Design. And Creative Confidence is a little bit more, I don't know, less like business focused and more just like broad creative thinking. Mm-hmm. And then Change by Design is a little bit more specific to design thinking within business. Um, so two little bit different perspectives, but both really good books. And I still have them like in my bookshelf today. And so that was like a pretty cool encounter that I had. 
that really instilled like my interest in creativity and design thinking, which is, you know, still something that I'm really passionate about. But then on the flip side, my majors that I ended up pursuing were way more analytical. <laughs> and so I was in information systems and accounting. Let's go. Oh. Double major. <laughs> Not the accounting. Information systems. And it's funny because, honestly, I think the reason why I ended up in both of those majors was because my two favorite professors each taught yeah. one. And both of them, like my accounting professor, I didn't get as close with personally, but just her way of teaching and her outlook on business, and she really pushed accounting, and she was like, everyone needs to know this skill, like it's the language of business, any employer will look at this and they'll know you have a good background. And so from a practical sense, I was like, okay, I should know accounting. And even just thinking about, I was like, oh, if I start my own business one day, yeah, I need to know this. No, it's super important. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll study accounting. It'll be a good foundation, whatever. And then my information systems professor freshman year became like a huge mentor for me and helped me get my first internship and made me like one of his tutors so I could like have a job while I was in college and um and all of that and so just played a huge role in my college career as well and so I also just kind of naturally fell into that major because I was like you know this is interesting and it was like an intersection of technology and business, which I thought was yeah. really useful as well. So I basically selected both my majors based on which ones I felt would set me up for success the best, I guess. I wouldn't say that I was like super in love or just like passionate about them. Yeah. But I was like, all right, I can really do anything with the, with these two majors so yeah yeah that's kind of interesting because I feel like in high school you were like journalism my love and then now you're like whatever's most practical yeah (laughs) which is such different ways of thinking about it I know well I yeah I did you find anything I mean the design thinking but was there really like nothing that correlated with that like what would have been closest probably marketing so you didn't have anything that really taught that in school I mean we had a marketing major but the way our business honors program was we took one class out of each of the different majors yeah and so the accounting and information systems classes were the first ones that we took so first semester freshman year but the marketing one that we had to take wasn't till I think sophomore year so Mm -hmm. by then I had already taken those other two and I had already like started building those relationships and like so I I think it honestly was a timing thing yeah and I was just like well I'm I'm already kind of committed to these two I mean I liked my marketing class but I also wasn't in love with it so I was like it's not enough to make me want to switch mm-hmm So, yeah, that's how I decided on my majors. And then 
I had a couple different internships throughout college, and I know we're going to do a whole separate episode about internships and stuff, so won't go into too much detail, but um, one of my first jobs was working at my school's, they called it their business leadership hub, and it was, I don't even know how to describe it, it was kind of like their way to engage with alumni and bring them back for like continuing thought leadership and education and Mm -hmm. they would have different events that they would bring everyone together and um all this stuff so I was basically working for that I would put together newsletters and um like email campaigns stuff like that so that was honestly very marketing focused uh which is kind of interesting but it was cool because I got to read about a lot of interesting people and a lot of interesting alumni and hear about like what they were doing and stuff. So that was one of them. And then I studied abroad. So that was a pretty significant (laughs) part of my life. Yeah, just in general, I think traveling always just heightens my creativity because Mm -hmm. you notice so many more things and everything's new so you notice the details more instead of just like getting caught up in your routine and stuff like that and obviously I was like way outside of my comfort zone um where'd you study abroad I studied abroad in Rome Italy uh yeah so fun so it was it was amazing and did you meet the Pope I didn't meet him, but I was, like, in the same room as him. Like, I saw him in person. Wow. I know. It was so cool. We, like, got class off for it and everything. Like, yeah. Because he was holding – or oh, I forget what it was called. Like, a papal address or something. Yeah. And they only did him – I don't know how often, but it was, like, the only one that they were doing while I was there. Mm-hmm. So they gave us – the day off pretty much and we all went so that's so fun yeah um so yeah I mean I would go into like there's so much to say there but point being study abroad really like opened up my perspective on the world Mm -hmm. and just how much is out there how different countries do things differently just yeah it was just a really enlightening experience um and also learned about myself a lot because you learn a lot about yourself when you're traveling (laughs) and um and all that so I get back from study abroad and this is where WN starts to come into the picture aka where we work where we work (laughs) (laughs) and so this professor that I mentioned before who basically convinced me to become an information systems major. It was one of his classes, and he brought in one of his former students who now, or who worked at WM at the time. They don't work there anymore, but, um, and she came in and spoke to our class just about consulting and, um, you know, like where she worked and all of that stuff, and I had never heard of consulting before. I 
had no idea what it was. I was like, what is this consult? Like, obviously I'd heard the word before, but I was like, mm-hmm. what does that actually mean? Yeah. And the whole concept of, you know, getting to be on different projects and different industries and just like constantly learning and solving problems and all those different buzzwords and things that she was talking about, it's like it all clicked in my head and I was like, this is perfect for me because Mm -hmm. I don't like just picking one thing and having to do that the rest of my life. You know, I like to focus on one thing and then put all my effort in that and then move on to the next thing. And so I was like, wow, I like really need to get into this consulting thing. And she had mentioned that her, that WM does internships, but they were for juniors and I was a sophomore. Um, But she was like, oh, they do this program for sophomores. And basically it's two days where they bring in a bunch of other sophomores and you get to go to the office, learn about consulting, speak with people, ask questions, all that stuff. And so I was like, where can I find this? Like, sign me up. And it wasn't something that you just like signed up for. You had to apply for it kind of like you want an internship and so I immediately went on the website and I was like I need to I need to get this and found it on the website applied and I honestly don't even remember what the application was at all but I did have to interview for it yeah and somehow got it which was like I was so excited And it was really cool. Like, they flew everyone out. They gave us a hotel room. Like, I just remember thinking, like, wow, they're paying for me Mm -hmm. to come here. You know? Like, it it was just so cool. Wait. You were already here, though. Well, yeah. I didn't fly. But um, (laughs) this was after school was out, though. So, like, I – they did – like, I did stay in a hotel and stuff. Yeah. But before that, I, so I had just gotten back from study abroad. I went to this program and I was like, all right, like I really want to do an internship here. Mm -hmm. But I had already accepted an internship for that summer as summer after, or yeah, the summer after my sophomore year. And it was in Erie, Pennsylvania of all places. And, um, this whole internship is like a whole nother story but basically I thought I was going to be in Chicago because they have (laughs) offices in Chicago as well but their like main headquarters are in um, Erie Pennsylvania and so I applied for this internship heard about it through my professor and assumed that they would put me in Chicago Mm -hmm. and a couple weeks before the internship like we still didn't know where we were going like it was all very last minute I was stressed and I was abroad at the time too so I was like I don't know where I'm gonna be when I get back yeah and long story short they're like you're going to Erie Pennsylvania (laughs) and (laughs) your heart drops my heart literally like I cried (laughs) I remember I distinctly remember this drama I was in my little dorm room in Italy. I read the <laughs> dorm email. Room in Italy. <laughs> I read the email and I literally started crying because I was like, 
I just was looking forward to a summer in yeah. Chicago, and and then they were like, nope, you're actually going to go to Erie, Pennsylvania. And I was like, I'm not going to know anyone there. No, like, yeah. But anyway, it ended up being such a fun summer. I met one of my current roommates through that experience, and but the job itself, I hated. <laughs> like, absolutely hated the work I was doing. And I think it was because it was so technical and there was absolutely no room for creativity. Mm-hmm. And so I just felt so, I don't know, like it just felt like I couldn't bring all my strengths to the table because it was just solely technical. And I was just, yeah, I hated going to work every day. Well, what's the difference between that and the technical stuff you're doing in school though? I feel like you were doing all tech stuff at school. I think it was the, it was partially the company too, because Mm -hmm. the company, they were in the railroad industry, which I had absolutely no interest in (laughs) at all. And the railroad industry. Yeah. Like it was for GE transportation. So they literally make trains. (laughs) (laughs) And, and it was also just the work environment. Like, we had these big office buildings, but no one, the offices were so empty. And there, like, weren't that many people there. Where was everyone? There just weren't that many people. Because <laughs> this was before work from home. So, like, this where before, was everyone? <laughs> they just, like, literally only... Were they fired? Like, where'd they go? Like, why? I don't know why, like... Things were weird. Things were happening in that company <laughs> because they had just been bought out by this company called Wabtech, which first okay. of all is like the weirdest name ever, like Wabtech. But um, anyway, so they got bought out. So right when we were coming in as interns, they were like trying to merge yeah. the two companies, which was really interesting to observe because that is interesting you know there was a lot of dynamics and a lot of tension and leadership changes leadership changes and yeah so anyway that's yeah there's a lot more to that but basically I came out of that summer and I was like I need to do something more business focused because what I was doing was all technical there was no like business to it really and I was one of the only business people there. Like, everyone else there was computer science, pretty mm. much. And so I came out of that summer. I was like, okay, I know I need to do yeah. something more business-focused. And um, and so then I applied for the WM internship when I got back from that summer. And the interview process was pretty straightforward and streamlined because mm-hmm. they already knew who I was obviously and yeah ended up getting the offer for that so I went into my junior year like already pretty much having the internship lined up my junior year I got to go on this really cool trip to Los Angeles and basically it was a trip where we got to tour a bunch of different companies around LA so we got to go to Capitol Records which was really cool um and then we went to Accenture so another consulting company Mm -hmm. and then we also went to the Trader Joe's headquarters 
What? Which was so cool. <laughs> like, the people there in corporate wear Hawaiian shirts to work every day. I love that. Yeah. I was shocked. And just the culture. Like, everyone was so nice. The CEO was so chill. He just, like, walked in with his Hawaiian shirt on. And, like, you'd have no idea he's the CEO yeah. of Trader Joe's, you know? But that was just another experience where, again, it's, like, all these different experiences I had just helped expose me to so many different industries and so many different types of careers. And and so I felt confident. I was, like, I know I want to do consulting. Like, I've kind of seen it all. Not, like, seen it all, but I've seen a good amount Why was that attractive stuff. to you? What? Consulting. Versus, like, Hawaiian shirt Trader Joe's headquarters, because that sounds, like, more fun. <laughs> I think that it, it came down to I could try a ton of different things in consulting, mm-hmm. and I could travel. Because, like, this was before COVID, but I also love to travel, so I was like, ooh, the idea of, like, getting to travel for work sounds that so much the, fun. my number one reason <laughs> I didn't want to go into consulting. I was like, traveling every week sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. We are so funny. Yeah, which, like, to me, at the time, sounded like the most exciting thing ever. But now, I'm like, I would not want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, the day that we got back from that trip was kind of when... Well, actually, no. Like, the middle of that trip was when COVID started to become a thing a little bit. Like, that was when the first case, I think, came to the U.S. And we got back from that trip, and a week later, everything shut down. So... COVID obviously was an interesting time for everyone. And um, one thing that I remember distinctly about that time was I started listening to a lot of podcasts. And I also created my first podcast during that time. But one of the podcasts that I listened to a lot was the How I Built This podcast by Guy Guy Raz. I listened to almost like every episode of that. And... I don't know. I just love that podcast. So if anyone is looking for a good podcast, well, you know what you actually should listen to now is from founder to CEO. Oh wait, I think I've heard of that one by Todd Uterstadt or something. I don't want to split that, but he's he's Catholic. Really? Yeah. It's not specifically Catholic, Mm -hmm. but he's a Catholic business podcast guy, and his one of his more recent ones um yeah it was uh he did hallow mm. and stuff like that oh. so he so he's had some but he doesn't just do catholic companies or anything but he has mm. some really good companies on there and you should listen to to his he's one of the guys that spoke at like my internship oh okay but, yeah and he's from cincinnati so let's go <sighs> Ohio. Oh, okay. And he's so nice. Like, I, he's such a kind man. But, yeah. Oh. So you should start listening to him. And those of you out there, it's another good one. Oh, okay. That's good to know. I kind of need a new podcast to listen to, yeah. honestly. So. So that summer, I had my WM internship, but because of COVID, it was condensed and <laughs> completely virtual. Um, So it was only four weeks, which was really short, but it was still such a great experience. 
Um, like I was still plugged into a project and I was really worried about meeting people and feeling community and a virtual environment, but met so many people virtually, obviously, but, um, it was just such a great experience. Like I came into it, like not expecting that I was gonna get anything out of it, honestly, Mm -hmm. because it was virtual but came out of it just completely in love with the company, definitely wanting to come back and work there Aww. full time. So, so yeah, I ended that internship Tender. and got a return offer and went into my senior year with a job lined up. Wow, which was that is such a dream. great feeling, especially <laughs> with everything that was happening in the yeah, world. Yeah, so true. Having that security was just really, really good so yeah very very lucky there that is my journey to consulting well one sec why did you choose Seattle like customer solutions mm. that's a good question um because that's customer solutions is super vague but they do a lot with Salesforce and other stuff like that. So a little bit different than, like, accounting. I mean, mm-hmm. not anything really to do with accounting. Yes, information systems, but not directly, really. I mean, it's touches, but it's not. Mm-hmm. I think looking at all the different options, I knew I didn't want to do an industry-specific practice because I wasn't sure what industry I was interested in. So I wanted to choose one of the, what is it called, verticals? Um, One that um, doesn't focus on a specific industry but does a specific type of work across multiple industries. And looking at all the other different options, customer solutions seemed like the most creative out of Mm -hmm. the different practices. Because at the time, they had also had um, kind of like a tiny, tiny, almost like experience design portion of it where like they would do strategy and um, some of those like more design thinking type stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, if I go into this practice, I'd want to be involved in that part yeah. of it. So. I kind of saw that and latched onto it, honestly. But yeah, it just kind of spoke to me the most out of all of them. And yeah, so. Yeah, and we want to do a whole episode soon about our first year in consulting specifically and just kind of touch on things that we've learned and also just kind of touch on how our faith has kind of been weaved into our first year too and mm-hmm. um and that as well and then we also want to have our first guest on soon yes so stay tuned for that i know you guys are probably sick of hearing just from us i know i promise we'll <laughs> we'll have some like other opinions we'll on here branch out a little bit We're once definitely... we set the foundation exactly you know we got to yeah. get the we had to lay the groundwork. So you know who we are. So you know, yeah. Like, you probably memorized our voices by now, so I think that we can Hopefully add, you add know someone else's. <laughs> yeah. But thank you, Allison, for this 
you know, deep dive into your, your psyche, your internal child to now. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. And actually I learned that like there's certain places where we are the complete same and then certain where we are the exact opposite, but then like <laughs> somehow still compliment each other. So we were like, we're on the same page, but on opposites, we're on the same road, but on opposite sides of the road. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I feel like you pointed out those things throughout the episode, but yeah, it's interesting. We're, we've we're, we've been on the exact same road the entire time, I think. But we got there different ways. But we got there different ways, and we're also on opposite sides of the road. What do you mean by that? Like, I just, well, like, how you were like, oh my gosh, like, travel, like, yes. I was like, travel, no. And then oh, you're yeah. like, and you're like technical like yes I'm like technical no I don't know Mm. like now I'm kind of on the opposite side but we're both like doing we're both going in the same direction yeah on the same road yeah okay yeah that makes sense we can reach across the road and hold hands yeah (laughs) (laughs) but we're on opposite sides yeah no that's so true thank you for listening thank you hopefully you have a better idea of who Allison is (laughs) You're tricking people. That's you. Who I am. Yeah, I'm I'm Allison, by the way. <laughs> um, hopefully you have a better idea who I am and who Claire is from the last episode. And we encourage you to, like, think about where you are now and how you got there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was interesting to just, yeah. like, write this out even on – because we have, like, little bullet points so we don't, you know, leave things out. But even just kind of, like, mapping out mm-hmm. our past was super – interesting like that could be a good journal prompt for you no that's so Um, true especially if you're feeling stuck because sometimes you're like I don't really know where I'm going I don't know like what I'm supposed to be doing and sometimes if you look back and just see how different things in your life have all come together like you're like oh maybe all these things are coming together in this way or I don't know maybe it can help clear up if you're more analytical or, or if you're not, but, I mean, I think that this helps the analytical part of me is, like, your life is, you know, data. And so, like, yeah. if you can go back and collect that data, mm-hmm. then you're like, well, the data doesn't lie. Like, I did these things and I felt this way and so I might need to do this next. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I did this and it was terrible, so, like, I'm not good. This is not right for me. And I think it's important to tie the feelings to everything because yeah it's data but it's also different experiences have different emotions and you know like looking back you can be like well this experience I loved this experience whereas like this one I didn't enjoy it's like what about that did you not like what about that did you like I don't know if I said this in my episode I forget but um you everyone should well, if you if you're like if you're stuck and you're like need a decision or you're not really sure what's going on and you kind of like need to learn more about yourself and what you want, um, there was this book called Design Your Life, and I've heard of this book. Yeah, I have it. You want to borrow? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a beautiful <laughs> book. I mean, the book is like blue. It's so yes, pretty. I know exactly what it looks it's like. So oh. pretty. Oh my gosh. But um, anyway, we did this. For, I had to do this for class. And it was really helpful. And basically, I mean, you can pick whatever time frame you want, but for two weeks for a class, I had to write down literally every activity I did all day. It could even be as simple as, like, brushing my teeth or, like, 
eating a meal and um, I had to write the activity out and I had to write uh, what if it gave me if I enjoyed it and then if it how I felt after it, if I had energy or I didn't because there's a difference between like you could like the activity but it drained you like mm-hmm. you loved hanging out with your friend but afterwards you were like I can't do anything like for two hours then obviously you can't hang out with your friend all day every day because like you would just like be shot halfway through the day you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, versus like I did this activity and I actually was more energized that I could like do more or like get more done later or like I just like felt so good mm-hmm. after yeah um yeah, it could be like, oh, like taking a shower. I hate taking showers, but it actually like re-energizes me for the day. You know what I mean? Or yeah. Something like different things and things that like you enjoyed and gave you energy. Those were like star activities and you would be like, okay, like think about like why I like this activity so much, why it gave me energy. And how can I do this more? Or how can yeah. I find something that enables me to do this Yeah. for a living? You know? Yeah. And not even for a living, but, like, even in just your day-to-day life, like, if your job for some reason can't offer you that, how can you still incorporate that into your life so your days aren't just rolling by, like, you're living your days Mm -hmm. very intentionally. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow, what a good little tidbit to end this episode. A nice little tip (laughs) of the week. So, and I, I mean, it's fun to do that time to time. I'm thinking about, like, doing that again just for, like, specifically, like, maybe work because I feel like after being at work for a year, it's, like, okay, I'm done kind of, like, learning the basics. Let's, like, see what I'm good at and then, like, attack that and, like, keep going. Attack that. Attack. (laughs) I'm very aggressive sometimes. I'm, like, attack. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's a good idea. I should do that, too, actually. So, maybe we can do that and, like, do our findings. Ooh. Idea. That could be fun. Okay. We need to Let us know if you want to hear that. Yeah. So and we'll do it. And then don't forget to follow our Instagram, uh, Corporate Catholic Pod, for more updates. Yeah. And we love you guys so much. Thanks yes. for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.